Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. This is your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. I am here with a really special guest today. This is someone who I met by accident through podcasting, the world of podcasting. His name is Bruce Seidman. And what's interesting about Bruce is the fact that he is actually, sales is literally in his DNA, as he says. (laughs) Um, Right, Bruce? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Bruce, for 30 years, was the president and owner of the Sandler Training Global Headquarters. He currently now lives on Polly's Island. Man, I hope I said that right. Polly Island, Polly's Island in South Carolina, and coaches company owners and their key employees who absolutely strive to thrive for both sales and especially non-selling professionals. His coaching is intense, intimate, and makes his clients tons of happiness and money too. He's the best-selling author of the Sandler Success Principles. And so, Bruce, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jenny. I, I'm really looking forward to this. You've you've been on my show, and it's not a podcast, but you did such a great job. I figured, come on, I should at least reciprocate, right? I love. I'm so glad that you are here. I really, really am. So. Your name is Bruce Seidman, but the reason that you say that selling is in your DNA is because you're actually the son of David Sandler of the Sandler Sales System, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. So you, you and I share a, a, an acquaintance, or Doug Sandler. Doug yeah. is my brother. He's my stepbrother. Different mothers, same father. Gotcha. And when I was six years old, my mom and I decided to adopt. Uh, he was divorced and we took him into our family. So, so uh, I know. So, so I, I got to really, I was blessed in that Jenny. Think about it every night at the dinner table, we were very structured. He was a firstborn. Yeah. Only child for 13 years. Very, so we had dinner at six o'clock and every night we all sat in the same chairs. Guess what we talked about? We, he didn't call it sales training, but he called it attitude development. Ah. For a six-year-old and my older brother, nine years old, and Doug was four years old. Uh, you know, we were now we Doug and I didn't live in the same household. We we saw each other every Saturday for 15 years. Nice. But, but we all got this this by accident training through our dad, David Sandler. Oh and my so gosh. I think the, the one of the biggest, I'm trying to like figure out all the wonderful takeaways, but the biggest one, which is overused. Smart goals. I mean, we he taught us how to be goal setters mm-hmm. when we were young. Doug, too. And all the siblings. There were five siblings. There are five siblings. So it's true. When you work with a coach or Jenny, a coach, make sure you're, you're working on your goals together, like a super strong vision, not just the actual goals, but the vision for yourself and your raising your family and starting and, and starting and or running your 
your side hustle, if that's the right words for y'all? Yeah. Yeah, it really is for many people who are in direct sales or multi-level marketing or network marketing, which are actually three very different business models, but most people kind of lump them all together in, in the same thing. Many of them start with this being a side hustle and a few of them are able to, through the process of actively seeking out information, able to turn it into their full-time gig. Mm, wow. But it's kind of rare because most people give up before they even really begin, sure. you know? And so one of the things that holds them back, and the reason why I wanted to have you on here, is people's mindset around sales, right? So as you're working, so for 30 years, you worked with, in the corporate sales world, and you still do, right? But as the, as the president and owner of the Sandler Training Group, or sorry, Sandler Training Global, you were working with corporate sales. Would you say that those sales techniques, tips, mindsets that you work with in the corporate world are applicable in the world of direct sales and network marketing and multi-level marketing? You know the answer is yes, everybody. Come on, <laughs> that's a no-brainer because people are people. Human beings are human beings. So yeah. whatever whatever the product is, it doesn't really matter. You're still selling, and and there's a bunch of unfortunately. Sales has a rotten stereotype over the last, whatever, 150 years that salespeople are bushy, salespeople are aggressive. No, actually, you, when you sell, you sell in your own personality. You sell in your own gifting zone. And then just learning a few techniques, which is easy to do, you're, you're still yourself. You're, still, you're not pushing people. If anything, you're just becoming a follow-up machine because – as you know, follow-up is the key to any kind of selling. Yeah. And also disqualifying nicely is the key to selling because you certainly don't want to have people in your, in your database that you have to physically touch with a phone call or a Zoom call or, or text campaign where they're just never going to do anything no matter how many times you touch them. And so there's nothing wrong with, with asking a question after three or four follow-ups. It just simply sounds like, Listen, we've been talking and talking about ABC. I'll just use ABC as the, sure. the product or service for, for um, direct sales. Look, if you know in your heart of hearts, you're happy where you are and you really don't see yourself, you're not hot and, and aggressive for this particular product or this particular service. Hey, look, I'm happy to just close what we say, close the file and just take you out of my database. I don't want to, I don't want to bug you with a bunch of of um, Facebook posts and emails and texts, if you're just not going to do it, that's okay. Because then you can focus your follow-up on the people who may do something someday. And I know you've heard stories in your, and forgive me for the words, I'm really not a, a multi-level uh, vocabulary person, but I know you've heard stories, I'm sure, where people say, look, I'm super successful today, but look, when I was first approached, I disregarded it. And the person followed up with me six months later. And now here I am. Look at this. Those, yeah. are, those, those are real stories. So follow-up is key to any sales, but especially, I think, direct sales. Absolutely. I can't tell you. So I was seven years in my, my own direct sales business. And a few times in that, in that time period, I saw some people who came into the business also, you know, as a direct sales consultant, and they saw their friend 
And in one case, their cousin Mm. get sponsored by somebody else. And they were like, what, what happened? (laughs) And they were like, this person asked me, number one, they asked me, number two, they followed up and followed through. Mm. You never asked me to join. So I thought you didn't want me or need me. Wow. You know, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, even in corporate sales, that the number one reason people don't buy is because you don't ask. Yep. I mean, if you don't ask, (laughs) if you don't ask the person, hey, does this sound like it's going to be a good fit for you? Right. And sometimes it's just because people don't have the words, right? They don't know what to say. So they don't know how to ask. So they just don't Mm -hmm. ask. You know, it's better to ask poorly than to not ask at all. (laughs) True, for sure. You know, so what are some of the follow-up techniques? Because you said a great salesperson is really going to become a follow-up machine. What are some follow-up techniques that people who are in this realm can learn from corporate sales? Well, so I think, and again, I'm not uh, super technical, but I think Facebook and social media and and, uh, internal Facebook groups are huge for Mm follow-up. I just, you're just building a community of, of interest. And then some, and some people will bubble to the top, but I, um, old school texting, texting is really your best shot. Yeah. And then the old fashioned picking up the phone. And when you start with somebody new, I, I, I certainly think it makes sense, especially now during COVID and quarantine, Whatever video platform you use, but Zoom, Zoom is the one that, that m- most everybody uses or, or uh, Google, what's a good Google Meet? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I, I think having that face-to-face, even though it's over the computer, is, is key in the beginning. And then texting between the two of them and then whatever social media. I mean, emails are great, but emails, as you know, they just, they just get lost. There's so much email. It's just so crazy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When people ask me, you know, how can I follow up with you or how how can I best get in touch with you? My my number one answer is text, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. or or even Facebook message, right? Because emails just get lost. I'm yep. I'm at the point now where I've got three different email addresses based on the three different, you know, consulting and coaching positions that I hold. And, you know, so it's even sometimes people send it to the wrong email. And so, you know, I have certain emails that I don't check on a daily or even weekly basis because I just don't get that many emails there, right? Or that's my spam email that I give people. Well, somehow people find it and that's what I get, right? So one of the things you want to, I guess, in this follow-up process, one of the things you should really get familiar with would be to know how do people want to be contacted, yeah? Exactly. And everybody and people are different just based on where they are in the in the, the demographics. Yeah. Baby absolutely. boomers, email, everybody else, text. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you can never assume. So you really have to ask. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. So so true. Now you did bring up Zoom because of course, you know, we are recording this episode. I can't even say the beginning, the middle. We don't know where we are in this whole COVID thing, right? So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say we're recording this in August of 2020. So the COVID thing has been a thing for a while, and people are getting much more comfortable with Zoom now. Although there are still people that I'm talking to who aren't there yet. They they haven't chosen to learn any sort of online video conferencing or video, you know, 
communication technique yet. So what are some of the 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 things because I know the way you and I met was through uh, a program you had called the Breakfast Club. And we were talking about how to assume the Zoom, as you called it, right? <laughs> assume the Zoom, which I love because in this day and age, we do. We assume when we say, hey, can we have a can we have a meeting? I'm at the point now where I don't even ask people anymore, like, do you mean in person or online? Like it's <laughs> Zoom literally is assumed, right? So what are some of the things that people in direct sales can can learn that we talked about on those assume the zoom trainings that will help them be more effective as a salesperson through an online video communication platform well it, this is going to sound so simple but it's so true uh-huh. when you're when you're setting up an appointment to have a conversation assume the zoom i love those words to please use them assume the zoom and just simply say here's my zoom link uh, we're going to meet on such and such a time, such and such a day, and, and we'll do it over Zoom. That's the first thing. Other people will simply, which you can do, you call the person or even if it's an impromptu phone call, you call the person and you say, hey, let's talk about blah, 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 whatever the, you know, whatever the follow-up call is. And before you get too far into it, you can simply ask, hey, is it? can you FaceTime right now? Is this a good time to FaceTime or is it, if you're Zooming? Are you in front of your Zoom uh, phone, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just ask, but do it early. So 30 seconds in after, after a little bit of bonding, just so you don't want to like go in like three minutes and then, Hey, look, can we switch over to Zoom right now? I think that's, you're kind of too far invested. Yeah. And, yeah. and why do you want to do this? I, I look, if we're selling and we are selling and we're humans and we are human, I need to see the person's face and, and mm-hmm. they need to see your face. Tonality is great, and we've we've been look we've been using telephone to sell for um since since the, since the uh, Alexander Graham Bell days. Mm-hmm. So tone we call that tonality, and and I'll just make the assumption that women are just better at tonality understanding than men are. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's just a fact of life. But why not have all that extra information with? facial body language and body language, heads nodding up and down. I mean, these are great things to help you sell, even if you don't know how to sell. So very quickly, assume the Zoom. Yeah. No, I love that because I I definitely agree. As I'm having my, and hey, guys, now's the time when I'm showing you the the wizard behind the curtain, right? Wizard of Oz behind the the man behind the curtain, right? So when I'm having my my complimentary coaching sessions, Hmm. I prefer them on Zoom because I want to see this person. I want to be able to connect with them in that way that, that, I see them, they see me, we're both human beings. And it it does make the empathy piece of this much easier because you can see when they are really struggling with explaining, you know, what they want out of their business, what they want out of life, right? And being able to then see, all right, well, let's, let's, delve deeper into that or, you know, I need to back off of that because that's going to cause too much emotionality right now. And this person doesn't know me and I don't want to push them to that point, right? Because coaching is a very intimate, as you know, very intimate conversation because in order for it to be effective, people need to be able to open up to you, but not in the first conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, hey, Jenny, can I make a suggestion? Can we jump over to, I was thinking about your audience a little bit. 
Uh-huh. And a lot of people are good at their their main profession, whatever it is, where they're in the service business and they're they're good teachers. They're good at communicating or or or, or pushing through a, uh, some kind of knowledge to the other person. Yeah. So, so sales is kind of not like that. Which is uh, people shake their head. Wait, what? Wait, what did he just say? <laughs> so yeah. Just, just the ability to talk and communicate, just just like you and I are doing right now, is really not is um, the best thing. I'm going to give you like the best thing that you can do uh-huh. if you're if you're new to sales is to simply learn how to ask the key pertinent questions to find out if somebody's looking for a side hustle, whatever that looks like in in your world. I mean, yeah. and and do, and do that quickly, and, and and look. Unless there's a relationship or trust built before you ask the question, people aren't just coughing up. Oh yeah, by the way, I oh my god, I'm raising my kids, and I just can't wait to do something else to get <laughs> some, some extra income. They're just not going to admit that right away, unless there's trust or unless you know the person previously. Yeah. So it's it's more than just one question. So the key to selling is not spewing. And I mean that in a positive way right. about, the, about whatever the product is or the service is. The key to selling is asking these great questions just to even find out if the person's interested. Sometimes they have to experience the product. And again, I'm, I'm coming into your world, but they have, to experience, they have to viscerally experience using the product or using the service, service before they can say, wow, I never considered doing something on the side. And I'm so passionate about this product. Maybe I'll try this. They're they're just not going to come out and say that. So the key yeah. to selling is asking really good questions. You don't have to be pushy. It's not a pushy thing. It's not a. It's not a. It's more assertive than it is aggressive. Yes. And just asking really good questions. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to give you the 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 key, the four most important words. Yeah. In my opinion to teaching somebody new to sales, how to sell. Here they come. Questions to get pain. So people buy one of two ways. They, they buy for pleasure or they buy to avoid pain. And bu- buying to avoid pain is way more powerful as a motivator. Uh-huh. You just have to kind of let that sink in. I know that was a quick thing. You may want to rewind it, but questions to get pain and because people are more motivated to avoid pain than they are for pleasure so the pleasure of having an extra income okay great as a side hustle or the pain of and I'm all, and I'm just kind of imagining here but mm-hmm. not spending enough time with with my family um, just there's just not enough time for the kids see that's pain and with the side hustle that's successful not from day one but Certainly, with the hope of it being successful, it's easier to sell that than it is to sell, hey, make some extra money. That's a, that's a moving, that's a pleasure thing versus a pain thing. Oh, yeah. I think what comes up for me in that is, so the question, because you were talking about asking questions, right? So a question that someone might ask is, do you have more month than money? Mm. Right? Yeah, because in if if your if your goal through this sales conversation, and one of the things that I I tell my clients all the time, the sponsoring conversation is a sales conversation, mm-hmm. but instead instead of selling a 
product, a tangible thing, you are selling an opportunity that they have to start a business which has the benefits of tax write-offs, that has the benefits of self-improvement. I mean, direct sales, multi-level marketing is a personal improvement plan with compensation involved. <laughs> right? Preach it, sister. That is so true. And so the the sponsoring conversation, so when you're asking that question, do you have more month than money? So if somebody's answer to that is, yeah, like we're literally going paycheck to paycheck or we are barely making it paycheck to paycheck, then walking them through that process of, okay, so now how are you ever going to be able to start a business if you can't, you know, the average cost of starting a quote unquote traditional small business is $10,000, right? Which is unattainable in the mind of somebody who's struggling to get two weeks on what they're currently getting paid Mm -hmm. if they're getting paid every two weeks, right? (laughs) So the idea of starting a business for $49, $99, $149 versus $10,000, oh my gosh, where else are you going to get that? Nowhere except in direct sales. And I love what you said about the self-improvement piece. You're because as as you're part of a an organization, and forgive me for the lack of a but the upline or the group uh-huh. that the team that you're on, it's not in my opinion, it's not enough, but you're gonna get so much self-improvement. You're gonna just from being part of the team, reading the books that everybody's reading at the same time. Yeah. yeah um, but truly to be successful in sales in your own business. I, I think there's a couple key things that people need and, and they're kind of simple. It's even though we're, we're filled with tech, these are, these are simple principles that work all the time. And number one, we kind of talked about it before. It was these goals, these, this having a super clear vision mm-hmm. of why you're doing this, what you're trying to accomplish and, and reading it out loud and journaling it every morning and, and, and using it as, as your affirmations you, you just need that belief system hardwired into your DNA every day because let's face it, it there's a lot of rejection in sales and you're and a lot of follow-up and you're gonna you're gonna fail more than you're gonna succeed because not not everybody buys Mm-mm. and so you need to strengthen your backbone with these with this uh, this clear vision of your of, of what you're trying to accomplish clear vision of the future your goals, you just, you need that. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two, I think what you do for a living, Jenny, is crazy amazing. You're a one-to-one badass, sales badass coach for people. I, it's so hard. Even though you have a team, I, I, I think that you need to have what I'll call accountability partnerships. Doesn't mm-hmm. just mean, but you, so another, another, uh, piece of this thing is you can't do it by yourself. No woman, no man is an island. You need to connect with and be accountable to other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing, even if it's in a different uh, industry. Mm-hmm. You need to be accountable with that. And, and in sales, what that looks like is you're tracking all of these winning daily behaviors that you're doing, whether it's phone calls, whether it's email blasts, whether it's Facebook lives, what, the, the whole kit and caboodle, private Facebook group posts, Facebook messengers, the whole thing. You need a system to track your behavior. If you're not tracking your behavior, 
then it's not a business. Then you're just kind of playing around at it. Then it's a hobby and hobbies cost you money. They don't make you money. Yep. So <laughs> there's a there's a certain discipline to somehow coming up with a, a a system to track your behavior and either move it into there's so many apps out there. It's 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 easier to move it into an app, but the actual tracking is that for me it's a it's a journal. Mm-hmm. I just track all of my behavior, all of my winning daily behaviors with little slash marks. And then I have a, whatever, today's Friday at four o'clock today, I have a, another guy and it's completely different business, mm-hmm. also a solopreneur, and he tracks his behavior. And we, all we do is we just read our weekly tallies to each other. And, and why do we do this? A, look, being in business by yourself is a, lo- is a lonely endeavor. Mm. It, and by the way, it doesn't have to just be one other person. It could be a pod. It could be three or four people. But it's a weekly event where you're, where you're sharing what you did that week, but in very finite terms. Here are my, my tallies. Here are my totals. This is what I did. And that's only a part of, of what the, uh, the weekly accountability is, but it's the main part. Yeah. And why is that important? I think cause, because when, if it's raining outside or the kids are crying or just you're having a bad day and we all have bad days, when you know that you've already committed for so much activity in your business and you're not going to do it that day just because you're having a bad morning, you're going to have to be held accountable to your partner on the other end, maybe on a Friday or a Monday. You don't want to let them down. You don't want to let yourself down. You don't want to let your family down. So you, so you push through and do the behavior anyway, whatever the activity is. Mm-hmm. And that's why accountability is just one of the key disciplines to to selling. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with that because a lot of people don't associate a a positive feeling with accountability, which kind of like makes me really sad. Right. But I know why that is. It's because a lot of people uh, associate accountability with reactive account, what I call reactive accountability, which is, you know, I said I was going to do, you know, five daily calls five daily text messages and five Facebook messages, right? Mm. And then, you know, so by Friday, you've done 15 contacts per day. And then at the end of it, somebody's asking you, so at the end of Friday, you know, hey, did you do those 15, those five, five and five every day, right? Well, it's too late for that, right? And people hate that, you know, I, I, I encourage success rather than failure, right? So a proactive accountability means on Wednesday, you ask for a progress report. Mm, I like that. Right? Just a really quick text with your accountability partner saying, hey, how are things going? And you want to make sure it's not a yes or no question. It's not a did you. It's a how are things going? How many messages, right? So they have to respond with something more than a yes or no, but it doesn't have to be a book, Right. Right. The answer can be, oh, well, I did three, five and five. Right. So, you know, as long as you guys know what those numbers are in what order, (laughs) but it's asking for the progress report and and it's it's a friendly reminder that, hey, you said you were going to do this. Let me help you with that. Right. So I 
I think that I think that accountability when done properly is much more effective and why so many people think that accountability partnerships don't necessarily work is because they were doing more of the reactive accountability because then they both get to whatever the deadline is and they go, nope, didn't do it. <laughs> right. Oh, we want another week where we didn't do the thing we said we we're going to do. Right. So we let life get in the way, which is a whole other conversation having to mm -hmm. do with how especially in, in my industry, it's mostly women and women in many cases will allow family, their full-time job, kids come before their business a majority of the time. They'll I set understand. aside, you know, they'll set aside time to work, but then when it's time to work, something comes up and rather than setting the boundary and holding it, they go ahead and let people trample all over their boundaries, trample all over this dream and they don't do the work because they let other things happen first, right? But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, and I would imagine that's that's one of the many benefits of working with you, Jenny, because now they're they they have uh, somebody to push them gently, but yeah, definitely yeah. push them because to help reinforce those boundaries that you were talking, those business boundaries that that need to be up. Otherwise, it's just a hobby, like you said. Right. And I think in, in this case, it, with the, the clients who do this over and over where they let other things happen, what we end up doing is having the conversation, okay, what is the benefit of doing the business activity even though, you know, your family asked X, Y, or Z to happen? Or what's the benefit? Like, they need to understand that there's still a benefit to them doing this business because if they're not putting that daily work, they're eventually going to give up on the business and they're not going to get that goal that they had, which was maybe to replace their full-time income job, which was, you know, making them work 60 hours a week for $40,000 a year, <laughs> you know, right. like right. most teachers do, mm. right? I, I see you ladies. I see you, right? <laughs> that used to be me, you know, or whatever it may be, right? They, they allow that direct sales dream to, to, to fizzle away because they never put it first. And really, and I, I'm struggling to remember which author said it, but you just have to vote for yourself or in this mm. case, vote for your business 51% of the time. I love that. That's, that's huge. That's the boundary thing all day long, all day. <sighs> yes, absolutely. So for someone who's got all of this background in sales, and if someone wanted to have a conversation with you to learn a little bit more about this, how would you recommend they reach out to you? Simple. Go to, I have a, a website, personalizedsalescoaching.com. Love it. That would be one, one way. I also have just for, I have this passion project of sharing knowledge for free. Oh. And it, it's like mini TED Talks. It's called brucecoastal.com. We talk about affirmations, about getting super sleep, journaling, procrastination, selling over Zoom. There's even some health stuff up there. So there, you don't even have to log in or, or tell me who you are. You just go to the website, brucecoastal.com. And there, it's mini TED Talks throughout, not just me, but some of my friends too. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And it, I mean, that's the whole reason why I do the podcast, Bruce, is this yeah. is a, a way for people in direct sales who, you know, they just invested 150 bucks or in mm. some cases more. They've invested a, a little bit of money and they did not plan for a coach. 
In mm. fact, they don't even know that, that that direct sales coaches exist, right? But they know that podcasts exist. So the way people sometimes find me is they go in and they they search for direct sales podcast, right? They they just put that in the search bar. So when they find me, I know that this is a free way for people to personally develop themselves and learn from all different kinds of people. Because I got people like you on who are talking about sales. I've got direct sales leaders who've been doing the business for 10, 12, 15, 20. I've, I've got someone coming on who has literally been in the direct sales industry for longer than I've been alive. I am hmm. so excited to put her on the show, right? Because she's literally been on both sides of the direct sales industry. She's She's been in the field. She's been in the corporate office of direct sales businesses. And, and then now she's back out in the field, right? So, you know, having this free information it's it's out there so many resources so guys i recommend go check out brucecoastal.com because that's how bruce and i met was through his some of his his free information and it's 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 super beneficial so getting those and listening to those when you're folding your laundry or cooking dinner could be mm -hmm. very helpful you know as as my coach Scott Conway says, you know, when you do that kind of thing, it's called no extra time. He calls right. it net learning, no extra time. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing something that doesn't require a lot of thinking, so if you're folding laundry, cleaning the bathroom, whatever it may be, you can take that time to pull up a Bruce Coastal or pull up a podcast and listen and learn while you're doing something that doesn't require brain power. And I would suggest you guys listen. I've known Jenny for a short period of time, but in that little bit of time, her knowledge, her, her ability to, to, her passion for what you guys are doing is so immense. Take advantage of her free coaching over Zoom, the, the first one, or, or however you package it, Jenny, forgive mm -hmm. me, but oh my goodness. I, I, and I know I'm, you're thinking, Bruce, well, you're not in direct sales. You, it doesn't matter. This is what she does. She's so good at it. And uh, when she was a guest on our on our show, she she did two episodes and she just blew it out of the water. Everybody was clamoring for more. And that was the topic was selling over Zoom. So you can imagine how great it's going to be when you when you just Zoom with her for the first time. If you haven't yet move from podcast listener to, hey, Jenny, let's Zoom once. Let's just see what happens. Oh, thank you. I, oh, that's a no brainer. That's just <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Bruce. Bruce, I, I love having you here. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to go get your book, The Sandler Success Principles. And I want to read that and then have you back so we can talk about that specific book. Because again, one of, one of my keys to direct sales success was the fact that I was constantly and consistently reading to learn. Mm. And, you know, I'm one of those who I literally, I have to have a physical book in my hand because mm -hmm. I, I, I want to highlight right in the margins. I'm when I'm, when I'm reading to learn, I am interactive with the material. So I don't fly through a book in a day. It doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those. It takes me a week or two or sometimes three to read a book to learn because I'm literally going through and trying to implement what I learn one thing at a time, you know, as I'm learning it rather than trying to, you know, consume, 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 and then not do anything with it because information without application is just information. Yep. Right. You've got I to apply it. 
to, for it to be worth it. You know, otherwise you're just reading a whole lot of books, <laughs> you know, or listening to a whole lot of books, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're not right. applying it, really, what's the point? Exactly. Go read a romance novel then. <laughs> you know? It's the same amount of time, you know, but I would love to have you back after I read the, the Sandler success principles, because I'd love to have a discussion around those and how we can take what you're, what you have in there, which I know was written for corporate sales and be able to apply that to direct sales, multi-level sales, because those sales principles still apply. It's just probably there might be some tweaks that you need to make because, you know, the sales are a little bit different, but the principles are going to be the same. It's all about attitude. Mm. I know it's a cliche, but controlling your attitude, I, I'm going to write down this quote that I, I'm going to read you this quote. So, you know, we all been, we've all been watching the last dance, the ESPN thing, the Michael Jordan mm -hmm. basketball. And the sports the, uh, reporter that was just basically became Michael's friend during that season. He didn't allow what he couldn't control to get inside his head. And he's talking about Michael. Yeah. I mean, if we all could do that, can you imagine how uh, it's hard, but it's doable? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that 100% because that, that's me all day. When you grow up in the military, there's a crap ton you can't control. So you learn to let go real early or you're going to have a hard life. <laughs> oh, well said. And you're the other thing that you said that I love. You have a coach. Yeah. And that's the prerequisite. If I'm looking for somebody to to coach me, I want to make sure they have a coach. Otherwise, it's it's a little hypocritical. So Oh, Jenny, thank amen. you so much. This was a great conversation. I'm, I enjoyed spending time with you today. Oh, thank you, Bruce. I so appreciate having you here. And I look forward to, to having you back again once I, once I get through the Sandler success principles. You bet. Awesome. All right. So get ready for another badass episode. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.